Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Drag Race is the only thing that's more important to me for me to record <laughs> because I love that show. Like, like I could probably list a good amount of the thirteen winners of that show. That's good. That's good. Do you have a show that you love, folks? Uh, this is Zompocalypse Now. Are you sure this isn't Ru Ru Watch? <laughs> Dustin? Is that a thing? <laughs> no. So we again. Oh, uh, for... Should it be? Should it be Tim? No, no. Uh, so last week was it last week we had the problem we had to record? Last okay. Week, so yes. last week well, we because Dustin's kids are up till nine. We actually watched right. the show later than we would normally watch it, being in Central Time. Right. If uh, so, last week it didn't work, mm-hmm. so we had to watch it on Monday. For night. some reason, no, I have legitimately no idea why it decided. Spect- the the DVR decided. Oh. I think I'm just going to record the, the, the 11 o'clock version of Walking Dead instead of the 8 o'clock version. And if this show was, say, on, like, Friday night or Saturday night, we might be able to pull that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, but Sunday night. No, we have, we have work in the morning. And I let the kids stay up till 9, and Walking Dead comes on at 8, and technically, I guess... I could let them watch it. Like, if you want to come over, you know, you don't want this. You don't want your 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 young children to be exposed to the terrible writing and 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 bizarre geography and right. curious use of. They will grow up with no sense of how time and space actually right. work. And I am I am <laughs> trying to raise them watching RuPaul's Drag Race, which probably going to give them a more balanced. Uh, today worldview. we were driving home from somewhere. I don't even remember where we were coming from, and Cardell in the back seat goes, Dad, did you know Sharon Needles won on RuPaul's Drag Race one season? And I was like, yes, I did. And I didn't want to be like, how did you know this? And why are we talking about Sharon Needles on our way back from roller skating? But it made me a little happy. Also made me happy, like last year, um, they had an Entertainment Weekly and they were flipping through. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jamila saw RuPaul's picture. And at that time, she didn't call her RuPaul. She called her Drag Queen. Mm-hmm. And she goes, look, Drag Queen is in this magazine. And Trinaya from the other, like, there was Jamila sitting at the table, and Trinaya was on the computer. And all of a sudden, Trinaya just goes, face, 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 face. It's <laughs> just like, <laughs> I'm doing God's work. I'm doing God's work, Tim. I think uh, there are there are far worse shows to to have your kids watch. So True. I have no problem with this. Um, however, tonight, we put the kids to bed and and Dustin comes down the stairs. And he's like, all right, we sit down and 15 minutes of the show, the first 15 minutes of the show didn't record. Right. And it's like, what's going on? So we did manage to see the first 15 minutes of the show. So we are caught up. So we mm-hmm. actually got to see the entire episode on Sunday night. So we are recording this on Sunday night. Which means I will not be personally scrambling on Tuesday trying to, to edit the show. Fight fight it into submission. Well, yeah, because I'm trying I'm trying really hard to make sure that our shows are always under an hour. If I'd like them to be shorter, 
because an hour is kind of like the, the high end of this uh-huh. kind of thing. Um, so it's always like we have a tendency. Folks, I cut out so many things. Mm-hmm. So many times we're off on like this tangent over here. Uh, I love this commercial. See? Because this girl Just is realizing like she has a mutant power. I, I know. I saw this commercial my, uh, <laughs> on YouTube and I was just like, this is awesome. It's the Apple face commercial, the yeah, face recognition you thing. Yeah, unlock it with your um, face, but she, the girl can look, uh, look at this, things and unlock them. This commercial is actually really a lot of fun. I, it should end with, with her running out and Charles Xavier being there. Like, we have a place for you yeah but they don't do that so i don't know if i'll cut this part out or not might who knows anyway um so this is the second to last episode of the season for the walking dead we both at the same time were like because the there was the the little the war ends next week and we were like there's no way (laughs) how are you gonna do this there's no way there is like four based on on where we have the characters of rick rick no basically the character of rick Rick alone. We are like three episodes away from a coherent ending to this season. And I don't know how they're gonna do it. I'm I'm not saying they can't. They have surprised us. True. I'm saying I'm gonna be skeptical you as know, hell. The the what I am thinking what, how I kind of feel. Hmm. Um in the comic book it ends Negan loses. The right, yeah. And and Rick he ends up putting Rick or Negan in prison. Right. And basically over the course of the next several years of the comic, Negan eventually becomes a part of the team. He he redeems him. He he kind of comes like the monster and your your own pet monster. Uh-huh. You know, so he well, ends up Unfortunately, uh, I kind of stopped reading it so I have no idea, but I I have this weird feeling that they might do a reverse. I just, I don't know. I have this feeling that this season is going to end with Rick imprisoned and and Negan will have won. I... In some ways. Can't, well, okay. On, 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 on one level, I think... Well, and we'll talk about this more as we get into the episode proper. Mm-hmm. But to some degree, Negan already has won. Right. And that he's made Rick become a lot more like Negan. Right. And that is a victory of sorts. It's a terrible victory. Uh, but the episode opens with a hope spot. Right. And what this show, we've talked about this before, what this show does very, very poorly is establish that there is still hope and love and potential and light mm-hmm. and goodness and, and happiness anywhere left in the world of right. this show. Um, but the episode opens with Rick finally reading Carl's letter. And Carl's letter is, hey, Dad, I remember what it was like before. And right, all the things. And it's, it's, this, it's this list of the little tiny joys, little tiny pleasures from being a child into being, you know, up until the point where... You know, Rick was shot and was in the coma before the show started, before the, the apocalypse, you know, this apocalypse happens. This is the kind of thing that this show tries really, really hard overall mm-hmm. to not talk about, which is the positives. It's a dark show. It's a grim show. It's the zombie apocalypse. Of course it is. But, you know, it's like, what, two minutes, three minutes? Yeah. Of, of, uh... Chandler Riggs giving a really fantastic audio performance, by the way. Right. 
you know, for for uh, a, a child actor who we could have cheerfully strangled uh, at many stages, the first like three, four seasons of the show. Uh, on his way out, he's given, doing some of his finest work, and I thought it was a great vocal performance. And and you know, Rick's face as he's looking down and seeing the you know the woman he loves, his child, his surviving child. Um, down there, walking hand in hand, and having Carl talk about this hope. Well, for, well, it's it's a good. There's a couple of good, really good places in there because he said in the letter, Carl says, "I remember I you you said that I probably wouldn't remember these walks, but I remember being three years old and walking and holding your hand, and I remember that feeling of safety." And while he's reading this letter, while he's reading the letter. Uh, Behind him, on the ground, what's the big guy? What was the big guy? The the guard of uh, oh, the guard from the from the kingdom. Yeah, the big guy, guard yeah. from the kingdom, mm-hmm. is carrying the baby that they got from the the building of Interminate Height. Right. Yep. And he's walking her, and he like does this little spin, and he keeps going, and and then he reads, you know, he's reading. Rick is reading, and he looks down, and he sees Michonne. And Judith walking hand in hand through the compound, and that's that's the mirror of mm-hmm. what he's reading. Like Judith will have this memory of her mother walking with her. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, zombies were everywhere, but essentially, Carl is saying like, "There's a chance. We, if we if we do this right, if you do this right, you can end up with pizza night again." He's <laughs> like, "I don't know how," because of course, <laughs> you know, he was eight when when. All those things ended, so he doesn't know how pizza works. Well, he even, he even <laughs> says that. He's like, who knows? Maybe even pizza night. Yeah. Just like, but no, you're right. He's talking about uh, a few, building a future. And, and to think about it, not not be a war, but a chance to, to put that aside and build right. a future. And to work, you know, to, to work with Negan and the Saviors. And of course... We know how that's going to go over with a Rick. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, if they do stick to the comic and have that kind of of uh, bringing together of the people mm-hmm. who survived the war, then you know that 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 is about a building a future. Right. And and even in the comic, they still have conflicts, but they're still a larger group of people. They are. It's a slow motion process of building a new society, which mm-hmm. it was going to be anyway. There's no way around that. If the show ended with this next episode, and it was, and now we shall build a new society, um, you know, that's kind of the point. Right. So, or at least it should be. I mean, again, hope hope and this show do not go well together. So, but anyway, it was a, it was a great opening bit to the show. However, <laughs> we must wander out to the world of Eugene. And... Well, wait. Should we just bookend? <laughs> yeah, let's bookend. Okay, so okay. Michonne later, Michonne is lying in their bed, and she gets. We can't bookend because we have to to build up to this scene with Negan. We have to build up to the rest of the episode with Negan. Okay, so I think we can't. So Michonne goes and she opens the drawer and she pulls out the net letter to Negan, mm-hmm. and then we move on to uh, Gregory and Simon. Gregory weaseling his way into um, 
not being killed by Simon, who was going to just kill him. Gregory is doing this whole spiel. You know, I I saved the the hilltop, and and I'm you're going to need people like me. And wow, are you going to run this new world? I'm not going to. You're not going to be able to do it without me. And how do you you don't know politics? I know politics. And it's like, where did this come from? He's got a backbone all of a sudden. And Simon's like, um, I'm going to have to make an example of you. Yeah, and... I, 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 no, I, I plan on killing you, but, you know, if you could make good coffee, maybe I'll not let you die. Maybe you can survive. Because he's basically, he, he, you know, <laughs> Gregory attacks Simon and Simon's just like, smack, smacks him down. And, yeah. and then he asks him, can you make coffee? And Gregory's like, the finest in all the land. And I'm thinking to myself, I make coffee every morning. This is not a hard process. Do you put chicory in it? No. Then you don't make the best coffee in all the land. I put chocolate in it. From from what I understand. I put chocolate in it. the coffees. Well, anyway. So I was like, okay, what is this scene? But Simon has always been just a weird, weird character. Yeah. Horrible and awful. So that's a thing that happened. So anyway... Um, then we move on to Eugene, and mm. he is making the poor wives that were sent. With him. <laughs> I love, you know, as much as I hate Eugene, I love that he was sent with two wives to his outpost, and Negan was like, "Oh, there'll be somebody for you, rub your shoulders, and make you feel sweet, and you know, be nice to you." And all he does is make them cook terrible things. <laughs> He made them cook macaroni and cheese with garlic and sardines to feed the people. Yeah. Apparently he has fondness for his inexpensive cuisine from college. Now, I had a lot of... We did, did you do the month thing when you were in college? Because we did the, like, there was, like, the spaghetti and, and meatballs month. You, you would basically go off the what, what was on sale at the grocery store. No. And, the, and back in the late 80s, early 90s, you'd have, like, the month-long deals. Tim, I... Went to my freshman year of college. I moved into the dorms with a full set of chef's knives. This doesn't answer my question. (laughs) I made for, I would, when my roommate, a freshman year of college, would come over to entertain his friends and just play Xbox or whatever, Mm -hmm. I would serve hors d'oeuvres. Okay, you are a very strange creature. (laughs) (laughs) But I do, like, my my roommate, the guy I ended up living with for yeah. the most of my college experience, Jesse, um, would do stuff like he would make, he would make spaghetti, but then he wouldn't, he wouldn't make meat sauce from scratch, like I would do. He right, would, yes, neither would he I. He would just, like, put some margarine and some garlic powder and some Parmesan cheese mm-hmm, yeah, in mm-hmm. the bowl I've and that, yeah. eat the, yeah. the noodles, and I would stand horrified. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see. There was the there was the grilled cheese month. There was the uh, tuna and cheese melt month. Mm-hmm. There was the spam month. Once, <laughs> once. Now I would take a spam. Oh God! I you take. I shudder at the can, the sight of a can of spam you take, anymore. Well, you rinse it. You take the can. That well, yes, spam, of course you, and you do. Rinse it, and then you chop it up and you fry it in butter and honey. We tried every variation of the wonderful world of Spam, and to everyone out there who loves Spam, you can have my share. I've always wanted, since I've seen it on the cooking channels, I've kind of wanted to try the the Spam Nori, where they take it and they wrap it in sushi rice and seaweed. It's not, this is not appealing to me anymore. 
than there's than it a was place before. up north that serves that serves uh, hot dog mori. Okay, and I'm I sure it does. Considered buying it, <laughs> but the last thing I got there was a was a lo mein burrito, and it was awful. So, no. anywho, yeah, but we digress. Yes, we digress. Um, so anyway, uh, Eugene is getting all the people to make the bullets, and Simon's up the order, and Eugene doesn't know if he's going to be able to make it. Actually, but... he's pretty sure they're not going to be able to make it. And it's not helping that uh, Father Gabriel is over there, apparently... Sabotaging as many bullets as he possibly can. And when Eugene points out that the bullet would... the bullet, Some of these bullets, if they had made it to the guns, would blow up and kill the person using them. Gabriel's like, well, I didn't want to kill anybody. I just wanted to make sure that none of my people died. And so Eugene, very magnanimous... Is that the word I'm looking for? Well, Take. first he kind of, he kind of bow breets Eugene, mm-hmm. or, or Eugene kind of bow breets Gabriel, and Gabriel's kind of like, I don't want to die, and I'm I, I'm afraid to die, and I don't think I've changed. I feel like I'm I'm still the same awful person I used mm-hmm. to be, and I don't think that's fair, uh, particularly to Gabriel. But well, they do everything they possibly can to make his faith seem stupid. Oh yes, well yeah, we've established that. And which is unfortunate because right. as a, he's another character who has had growth and has been written actually pretty well for a character we did not like at the beginning. Right. right? And Eugene is like every character gets growth, but right. Yeah, apparently. So he gets over. He he basically sends Gabriel off to the corner and you know try not to cry so loud. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> and and you know uh, keep your mask on and tell your meds make you better because you have some sort of viral thing which. Clearly, it's got to be airborne, can't be bloodborne, because if it was bloodborne, you'd be dead by now. It's like, hey, someone acknowledged the fact that Gabriel kind of should be dead by now. <laughs> but anyway, so Eugene's like, okay, we have to do all this stuff, and you know, come on, guys, work harder. And I'm going to check some bullets. And he is then promptly kidnapped by, um, by Rosita and Daryl. Which is... You know, gotta love this the savior security. These guys just like walk on up and it's like, come on! And they run off. Oh, we need to mention that this whole time that he's browbeating Gabriel and doing all these things, he is shoveling macaroni and cheese and sardines with garlic into his face. Just like into the gullet. Just like shoveling that shit in. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and so Rosita and Daryl kidnap him. And and he tries to be like, well, you know, I was trying to save your life when I told him I made the bullets, and I all I ever wanted to do was survive, and blah 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 blah. And Rosita and Daryl are not having it. Like, right? Uh, Rosita basically tells him, "You're nothing. You're a coward. You're a traitor. You've you've betrayed the only friends you've ever had." And I should kill you right now, and I would make a better world if I did it. Yeah. But then she says, but instead what we're going to do is we're going to take you and we're going to put you in the deepest, darkest hole we can find. And we're only going to take you out when you can, your knowledge proves useful. When you can show us how to do something that we can't do on our own. So right. you will contribute something with your sorry life, but, but that's it. And so, but then when they get back to the car, it's surrounded by walkers. So Daryl has to go and like fend them off. And it gives Eugene enough time to stick a couple fingers down his throat and to barf up mm-hmm. macaroni, cheese, garlic, mm-hmm. and sardines 
all over Rosita. The good news is that zombies will now not attack Rosita. <laughs> For weeks. She will wash that stuff, wash and wash, and it'll never come out. She'll always be safe. There's two problems with this scene, though. Uh, actually, the problem, one problem with this scene and the scene that follows it. Because Eugene knows that he can do this because he sees the reflection of zombies coming up behind him and Rosita mm-hmm. in, in a window. And so he does, he... he Sticks his fingers in his throat, throws up on her, and runs. As soon as she turns around, the zombies make noise. Mm-hmm. Which means that the zombies, because this show is all full of all sorts of stealth zombies, made no noise whatsoever coming up behind them. And she only knew they were there because it made a noise. Right. And Eugene ran. Oh, right. And then, so he runs, and they run through this place where somebody has been burning bodies. Right. And there's a trail of ashes that leads away. Mm-hmm. And so Rosita and Daryl follow the trail of ashes. Well, apparently in the five seconds <laughs> that he had of head start on them, uh, Eugene led, took the trail, made the trail of ashes, backtracked, stepping back on his own footprints, and then <laughs> buried himself in ashes where so they wouldn't be able to see him. This is, of course, completely and utterly impossible. Right. And it was one of the stupidest damn things I've seen this show do. No. Well... I said one of. <laughs> I said the, one of. I did not they, say they, the most. They didn't close the doors. <laughs> one of. It's on the list of these are the stupidest things this show does. But right. we have to get Eugene back to the savior, so right. whatever. So at the, by the end of the episode, he's back with them, and he's more gung-ho about filling this bullet order... Except, I have my suspicions because of how he was talking to Gabriel. Because he was saying things like, I want you to follow my directions to the letter. He was like, he was emphasizing certain things that made me think, and especially him saying at the very end that you know, we need, telling the rest of the, the, people, the workers there, you know, we're going to make something of our worthless lives, mm-hmm. basically echoing Rosita, that he, it's either going to be full-blown, you know... We'll see him try and kill Rosita and Daryl personally. You know, we'll see him with a gun or something. Or he sat there and went. She was right. She was right. But there was some weird emphasis. Em- you could never tell with you. I know. Though. That's the problem. He is the worst. But, like- but he did. It was the way he, he addressed Father Gabriel that made me think that he was going to tell Father Gabriel to do certain things with the shells. And so I don't know. We'll see. But possible. it's always possible. And you know they do that. They sometimes will redeem. Like when Dwight first turned, mm-hmm. when he first became the spy. Yeah. We I was we were both kind of like oh come on. But now we're kind of invested in Dwight as a character. Well, because Dwight before he turned was an example of what the saviors seem to be. You know, basically at their core, they're a bunch of bullies. Mm-hmm. They're bullies who will kill you, um, and they're bullies who will take things, take your life from you and, and everything you own. But they're basically just bullies. Mm-hmm. And he come, came across that so very much. I mean, he's a, he was a jackass. And he's still not a nice guy. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to sit there and hang out with Dwight. Right. <laughs> but I understand him in a way that we didn't before. Well, I would, I don't know, I might. 
you know, I'd, you know, help him comb the blonde hair out of his face and <laughs> introduce him to scrunchies. That's one of the things Give him a proper I haircut. about this show that I just, I've said it more than one time. When you're going to be fighting for your life, mm-hmm. your hair mm-hmm. should not be in your face. Well, long hair in a situation... It looks cool. Yeah. But it's super duper impractical. Well, it's... uh, Let's see. Stupid, I believe is the word you're actually looking for. Long hair in a fight is a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. Even in a ponytail, it's a bad idea. It's it's called a handle. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, meanwhile, of all these things going on, Aaron is starving himself out in the woods, trying to get the Oceanside women to join the fight. Right. Um, And the first part of the episode, the Oceanside women... Um, are coming back from fishing, talking about his Aaron still sitting in the woods, mm-hmm. and that little psycho girl is like, "We should kill him." And and uh, <laughs> and the granddaughter, whose name I can't remember, it's just like, "No, he will either he'll leave." And then a walker comes shambling up, and Aaron, like the granddaughter, is like, "I'll take care of it." And then Aaron, poof, magically appears. <laughs> He's been taking lessons from the stealth zombies. Well, again, this is one of those things I talked I think I talked about this last week. The language of cinema, the language of visual media allows us to do things like this. But when you look at it logically, it's it's bad. Because we would have, if, if we were in a real 360 degree world, mm-hmm. the women would have seen the walker coming this way from the left. And then they would have... Not even having to pivot their heads, just barely move their eyes to the right <laughs> and see Aaron shambling up this way well, with the knife. Not only that, they would have heard him. Right. There's a scene. Well, okay, let's keep going, going with this and then keep going with, with Aaron. Okay. So because anyway, we'll talk about the he, second he part of that. Stabs, he stabs the walker in the neck and it falls down and he falls down. The walker poofs into coins and one ups <laughs> because it's gone. <laughs> and he's lying there on the ground and he's like and, and they're just like oh find yourself some water or you're gonna die and the thing that sort of I thought was slightly irritating about this whole conversation was Aaron was the guy who was out for weeks at a time recruiting people for Alexandria don't you think he had to survive in some out living rough situations before yes so why is he all of a sudden starving and dying in the woods? Because writers. Okay. So <laughs> later. So later he's lying there and he's, just, he's he's basically figured out a way to get some water. It's a it's a plastic sheet and a mm-hmm. bucket and it's been raining. So he's soaked to the bone, but he has water now. And he's very thirsty. He's like, oh, this is great and wonderful. And then he hears a noise and it's a, it's a walker. And he gets up with his knife and he kills the walker. And then he hears a noise, and it's another walker. And if you look at this forest that he is in, mm-hmm. it is not particularly dense. No. You can see for hundreds of feet through the forest. There's trees, right. plenty of trees. In fact, there's but a moment narrow. Where, where POV of Aaron, mm-hmm. and he turns his head, and he goes, you can hear the walkers coming. We see trees, but no dead, like, dead creatures. Coming. You could see... Based on the way this forest is, if there was a walker coming towards you, you would see the walker well before they got anywhere near yes. you. You would see them and you would hear them. 
and it's one of those things that this show but it's been a it's been a problem for years and they love to do it and it's really really dumb which is where's the walker apparently i've got a you know I've got a blind spot. You're not in a car, guys. Right. <laughs> Turn your head. So it's it's really dumb. But anyway, suddenly instant walker. And he's like, oh, no. And he fights. And they, his knife goes flying away. And then he's, you know, struggling. And he kicks a walker's head in. And then he gets up and he gets an indestructible branch. Because branches are made of wood, kids. And wet branches that have been lying <laughs> on the ground are made of rotten wood. And you know what? Your human skull, even if you're dead, is made of? Bones. And you know what bones are? Hard. There you go. But he beats this walker's head in with a stick. And I'm just like, no. (laughs) That's not how it works. But anyway, he then collapses onto the forest floor. And he's lying there. And he looks up. And there's a whole bunch of women around him going, Is he dead yet? (laughs) And he's like... Okay, now look. Mm. Now that I have you, uh, you're probably all wondering why I've called you here. Um, you know, the saviors are terrible, and they did terrible things, and they've taken things from you. They've taken things from me. The, you've got to fight back. You cannot just right. give up. You have to fight back. It's the only thing you have left is fighting back. And they're kind of like, is he dead yet? Well, <laughs> this is essentially like... This is now become. Now we're getting. We've got our cavalry because right. now we know the war is ending. In forty-five minutes next week, apparently. In forty-five minutes next week. So I think we. You're I, now. Now that we've done this, I think you're right because we've set up. Eugene's going to sabotage bullets. Mm, possibly. I, I. I feel like that's going to happen. I mean, it's got to happen. Right. Well, okay. The problem is, is that you're right. With Eugene, it's hard to tell because of how he talks. And it's almost too easy a telegraph. Mm -hmm. But it would also be a fairly logical thing because at his core, Eugene does just want to be liked. Right. So... And I think that part of part of his, part of Rosita saying you betrayed the only friends you ever had. Mm-hmm. He knows that's true, and he's known that's true for yeah and ever. He, he knows that Negan doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. Nobody at the Saviors likes him, right? And even if they wasn't particularly liked uh, by everybody else, at least he was kind of liked. So, but. But ultimately, I th- now that we've now that we are sitting here talking about it, now that we're in the discussion, mm-hmm. I believe now I have that I am taking your theory on as also my theory that that Eugene is going to be sabotaging bullets. He might not get to sabotage all of them, mm. but he'll be able to sabotage a lot of them because there needs to be a two prong to this cavalry situation that's going to happen. Part one is going to be, oh no, our bullets aren't working. And part two is going to be the Oceanside women showing up coming to help up, fight. Coming over the, the, the mountain. With tridents. <laughs> tridents and nets. That's what it's going to be. Which would be awesome. And a, and a psychopath, psychopathic 12-year-old who just wants to kill people. Well, you know, that would actually be kind of fun to watch. So... The cool part about what they're going to do next week is, I don't know what it is. 
I'm so confused about what's going to happen next week. I don't know. We'll see. So, back at the Savior's compound. Stuff... Well, back on the ranch. Stuff is happening. Yes. Um, Dwight... Uh, Simon is, is telling everybody about how we're excited to kill everyone up at Hilltop. And now I'm in charge. I'm super dupes in charge. And, uh, and we're going to kill everybody up at the Hilltop. And Dwight goes out for a smoke. Right. He's sitting there having his little cigarette. And suddenly he hears some whistling. Mm-hmm. And he turns around and there's Negan! What? And Negan's like, Dwight, buddy, how you been? What's what's hanging? And, and Dwight's like, oh, shit. He's like, help move this random uh, dumpster for me. And so they move it, and and Negan is basically like, "We, I'm, you are great because you do what you need to do to survive. And, like, even if we didn't suspect that the girl from last week the person that Negan picked up was the girl that got lost. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pinging all sorts oh, of Oh, yeah. This 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 whole scene is a, I'm about to kill you. And... Right. So anyway, um, with Dwight's help, Negan... Well, first they go and they confront Simon. And Simon's like, oopsies, so sorry. I, I let my let my poor emotions of you dying get, a, get the best of me and I want to kill them all. Without the strange pseudo-Eastern European accent? I don't know what you're doing over there. I don't there. know either. But <laughs> it's very strange. But it's, yeah, it's like, well, you know, I'm just trying to do the thing and I was wrong and, and I'm really sorry and I'll take what punishment you, you'll give me. And Negan's like, fine, get on your knees. Mm-hmm. And Simon looks around the room and is like, Oh, crap. Right. And me- I thought, what I thought was going to happen, really, was he was going to be like, I forgive you for the hilltop. Because, of course, I have, you know, of course I do. Because you thought I was dead. What I don't forgive you for is for the junkyard people, because that was a specific thing I told you not to do when you knew I wasn't dead. But he doesn't bring up the junkyard right. people at no. all. And when Simon's down on his knees, he's behind him with, with Lucille. We'll talk about Lucille in a minute. Um, and he's like... All is forgiven. Hop back up. But he's like, ha, ha, ha. And Negan explains his plan. This is how we're going to defeat Rick and company. Because now i got to kill them all, too. Because right. we're going to pen them in. It's going it's to be a... see, essentially lay siege to them. Right. And it's going to be... And the... it's an ob... Like, from the minute that this plan was was announced, I was like, this is a fake plan. Oh, yeah. He looked over at me and was like... And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this, this isn't real. This is... Because it's essentially, like, a huge waste of resources... Right, because basically power. they're going to be setting up like these little outposts around Hilltop, and any time the folks at Hilltop step out of this zone, they're going to pick them off one by one, mm-hmm. which actually is a pretty impressive war of attrition kind of thing, which would be really psychologically very damaging. Mm-hmm. But it's a, yeah, you're right, it is a terrible waste of resources in terms of time, but it would actually would be a fairly effective way to wear down someone resistance. Right, and if you had unlimited, <clears throat> if you were, you know... Well, you could just look and see how great it it turned out with the with the Branch Davidian compound yeah. in Waco, because that's what they were doing there. Yeah. So it's it's, but as soon as we have this map and we're looking at this map, going, "Hey, whoa, whoa, wait, is that a map?" <laughs> and I, and I, pause, pause. And I turned my head to make sure it was actually a map of Virginia, <laughs> and it really is a map of Virginia, Yellow, Yellowstone National Park. <laughs> <laughs> 
and apparently the hilltop is in the center of the state. I had to get a real Virginia map and find out what's in that. What's well, in that spot? Said what the what what hilltop is? It's a historical site in Virginia. Well, I know, but, but it's like I can't remember what, what it is now. You know, this show has a problem with geography, and right. so. But anyway, so we're looking at this, going, "Oh God, this is a trap." And Dwight, apparently, Dwight has never. Seen anything <laughs> genre related? <laughs> seen a television show or watched a movie? Because right he's above. like completely buys into this. So he like so I, gets a map and he makes a copy and he he uh, writes a note to you know saying yeah right, is, here's where Tiger Negan's gonna be and you know you need to end this and blah 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 blah. Uh, and then Simon shows up and he's like we need to end this with Negan right now and Dwight's like. How many double agents am I gonna have to be? <laughs> and, a, you know, he's doing he's doing so many heel face turns. He's I know. he's he's a revolving door at this point, and he's like, <laughs> I'm so tired, I'm so tired. Just, Leave me alone. I just wanted, can I just betray the people I want to betray? And you know, and Simon's like, okay, at the at the end of the shift, we're gonna get to everybody who's who's in on this together, and we're gonna just do it, and and. Dwight's like, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so Dwight's hanging outside, you know, at, at smoking a cigarette. Or no, he's not even smoking a cigarette. He's looking down at the, the cigarette on the ground. The, 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 Negan made him drop earlier. And, and all these people come out, and Simon comes out, and this one of the guys looks at him and says, you know, I'm not surprised. Oh, Gregory. Oh, yeah, Gregory comes Gregory's out. there. And one of the guys looks at, at uh, Dwight and says, you know, considering what he's done to you, I'm not surprised you're here. And Simon comes out and he's like, all right, we're going to do this thing. And, and we're, you know, we're going to drive this down. And we're, of course, we're going to have to kill all the people at Hilltop just to, to you know. Just that. because that's what I like to do. And so Dwight kind of looks at him and whistles. And Simon's face goes, huh, what? And then, <laughs> then Negan steps around the corner. It's like, Simon. And, and, oh, no, he first, first he says, three, two, one. And then snipers take out. Everybody but Simon, Gregory, and Gregory. Yeah, and Dwight's just kind of like, mm. and Negan goes around punching in the heads with Lucille of, of the dead guys, and he looks at, at Simon and he goes, you know, I get that you were going to kill everybody at Hilltop because I was dead. Mm-hmm. You thought I was dead, and you're getting revenge, but I didn't want you to kill the folks, the garbage people. And you did. That's not acceptable. Right. But you but, know what? I'm a stand-up guy. Yeah. You, know, you want to take over? We'll fight for it. And they get into the big the, the big circle on the on the factory floor, all the people around them. And you looked over at me and went, this scene definitely does not let me know how many people are in this building. Because they never let us know how many yeah. people are in this building. Last time we saw the factory floor, last time we really saw it, mm-hmm. there were hundreds of workers living there. Well, there were in families. Tents. Yeah. Old people, hundreds young people. people. And here you have this sort of ring of like three people around, three people deep around the, the, the fight. And then you have this like large crowd that sort of goes out over here in the distance i guess and i'm looking at this going about 90 percent of the people cannot see this fight right they well can... and i think probably what we also 
maybe it was just the soldiers. Maybe it was just the people who... Yeah, but there's obviously people over here, and the folks at home cannot see me gesturing, over here. Uh, <laughs> to, to, to Tim's to Tim's, Tim's right. <laughs> but, I mean, so there's obviously a crowd, but it's like nobody can see anything. Right. So they have the fight, and it Simon is... He's doesn't want to die, so he's going to try and kill Negan, and it's a decent fight. I mean, in terms of of how it's shot, and it's pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. And finally, Negan's got Simon down, and he's like, "You know, I wasn't going to kill all the people at the hilltop, but now because of you, I have to. I have to kill them so that nobody else can know that, or nobody else can think that they can stand against us. If I let them live, somebody's going to think you can stand up against them. And now because of you." I can't do that, so I have to kill all of them, and I'm killing you. And uh, we, he does. Meanwhile, in the crowd, Dwight has... Dwight, oh, God. This whole scene, because clearly no one is going to see uh, Dwight grab Gregory right. and give him the, the map and say, here's the keys to the car, go to Rick and, and tell them what's going on. Because nobody would have seen this, because... Writers... Right. And Gregory, being the, the cowardly weasel that he is, oddly enough, goes to Hilltop instead of just driving off into the distance. Or just... <laughs> well, because he, you know, anything, like, if he were to just drive off into the distance, where is he going to find his next hot meal? At uh, least yeah, going back to the Hilltop. That's true. And and he, the person who was his new protector at at the sanctuary is dead. Negan's not going to keep Gregory around. Well, this is all very, very true, but the fact that he actually goes back to where he's not wanted, I mean, he knows he's not wanted there, so I was really kind of surprised. But anyway, Dwight is like, okay, let's see how things go. My life is hell. And Negan's like, so, Dwight, now that, now that, you know, Simon's dead, you're my new right-hand man. Dwight's like, yay. Hooray for me. Right. And in, and he they takes him back, he walks him back to, to Dwight's room, and he says, oh, yeah. Oh, just, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and he opens the door, and there's the girl who was with the, the girl that, you know, she's the, when, when Dwight killed all of his, yeah. his guys on the troop that he was with, she got away. Right. And she comes back, and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> And he goes you like, know, right now the scene where Aaron kills the zombies in the mud, mm-hmm. in the rain, and he dropped his knife and he goes around looking for it, and I saw it. I could see the knife. It was right by his hand. I'm irritated with you now, Aaron. I might not buy your action figure to go up on my my little Walking Dead thing. I'm sure he feels great pain about that. I'm going to buy it. I know. Anyway, so <laughs> Negan's like, pretty sure you lied to me about everything. <laughs> everything. Just just everything. But the good news is, is that it, the plan I gave you was not a real plan, and so thanks a lot. You've basically passed on the fake plan to Rick, so congratulations. You are my right-hand man. You won the war for us. <laughs> and Dwight's like, damn it. Alright. I just, why can't I just betray the people I want to betray? <laughs> and, why am I always betraying the wrong people? And so then next to see Gregory and he's giving the he's giving the the map and it's telling one of them what's going on and and Rick's looking at it like hmm some time has passed God that's 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 everything isn't it No 
I mean, no, no, no. I mean, we still have the we had the, we had the end piece with Negan, right. but it's everything else, right? Right. That's everything. Okay. All right. Cool. We so have, we have. He just hit me. I did. He just. I struck him. He hits me when you're not here. I struck him with my hands. He hits me all the time. You're not here all the time. I hit the children all the time. <laughs> he does no, not hit the children all the time. He's a very good father. Anyway. Negan is watching the Simon Walker be attached to the fence. Right. And the walkie-talkie, the, the, his personal line to Rick, beeps. And, and it's Michonne. And she's like, Negan? And he's like, hey... Lady, you're you... the lady with the with the, with the knife, <laughs> the, the, with the big sword, the dreadlocks, our judge. He's like, yep. And he, she goes, Carl wrote you a letter before he died, and I'm here to deliver it. And he's <laughs> like, well, can't say I won't kill the messenger. And he's like, Michelle's like, shut up. I am going to stand in front of this green screen because I am on the set of Black Panther and I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she does. And basically it's the same, essentially the same letter that he wrote to Rick. Well, minus the personal touch. Yeah, you know, basically... saying, like, we can end this. You, you know, you might, because he was, when he's writing it, he's still trapped. Mm-hmm. He thinks Negan's still trapped. Same story. He's like, you probably found a way out. And you and my dad, maybe you'll beat him. But you're not going to beat him. So you need to, I wish you guys could find a way, a solution to not fight. Well, he also asks him if this is really what you wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Is this the world you wanted to make? Mm-hmm. And in the in the comic by this point... Negan has actually given us a lot more about his previous life and the world he was trying to make. So you have a better sense of... For all the fact that Negan is a monster in the comics, just like he's a monster here, you understood his root right. a little more than you get with the show. Um, Negan's response to this is, well, thank you, and I'm going to kill Rick, and I'm going to kill all of you, because it's gone too far, and it's Rick's fault, and you're all going to die. So, mm-hmm. thanks for the note. <laughs> yeah, they're the, they're on just that really bad collision course where no one is able to see. Like Rick, Rick is the same way. You, you, all of the saviors have to die, and it's all Negan's fault. And Negan is all of the all of the rebel. Settlements have to die, and it's all Rick's fault. Well, but Carl's note to to Rick, and I don't think we mentioned this when we talked about it before, was that Carl pointed out that the majority of the saviors are actually families, Mm -hmm. and young people and old people that you don't actually want to kill. Right. You want to kill about 20 people. Mm -hmm. You want the core 20 people, the ones who are in charge. You want Negan to die, yes, and you want his his lieutenants to die. But the average person... soldiers, too. Yeah, but the average person, the hundreds of people, maybe we still don't know how many people are actually there. But the, you know, these are not these are not the people he wants to fight. What I wanted, and that's the end of the episode, by the way, folks. Um, but what I wanted was at least another bit where Rick dealt with what he was really feeling and, and what he had to do, which we're not going to get because no. you can't do it in forty five minutes. I don't care. Well, again, they may really surprise us. Um, next week is season finale of The Walking Dead right. and the season premiere of Fear the Walking Dead. 
all both at the same time. So while that makes a longer night for us watching and recording, um, I'm a little disappointed because it means they're wrapping all all of this whole war thing in 45 right. minutes. Or 50 minutes, basically, based on tonight's episode. So it's a little disappointing. But um, it wasn't that it was a terrible episode. Right. But honestly, I feel like maybe they've been wrapping up. Especially this episode was a big big wrap-up. Mm-hmm. Because we're, we killed off Simon. And really, honestly, like, Simon might have been a bigger threat than Negan was. Well, see, Negan, Negan at least had the philosophy of... If you don't have to waste resources, mm-hmm. don't do it. <clears throat> For all that Negan is clearly awful, um, he did have, you know, at least he had a concept of trying to have a mini- the minimum amount of violence. Right. Whether or not he always pulled that off is another story, but that was the concept. Whereas Simon was just like, kill them all. Um, and not to mention, Simon was just irritating as hell. Right. I mean, Negan summed it up after he killed him when he stood up and he went, God, what an asshole. It's like, well, yes, mm-hmm. there's that. So, so yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm, I just don't know. Next week's going to, it's either going to be handled really, really well, or it's going to feel really, really rushed. And there've been some really good episodes this mm-hmm. season. So I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm not right. optimistic. Right. And I'm very excited about, um, I'm actually pretty excited about Fear the Walking Dead. I am back. too. Because Which is we, so wrong. I don't know if we talked about it. Did we talk about it here or did we talk about it before? They've basically, like, their big thing is like, oh, anybody can come in and watch. The people who used to watch can come in or the, you know. But really but what they're saying is like, we've totally rebooted this entire show. <laughs> like, they are. Then they are. They're like, they're not going to explain how any of the people who have survived, survived. They're mm. not going to explain how any of the people got back together that were separated at the end of last season. From what I understand, then I may be totally wrong, but from what I understand, it is going to be a complete, a huge time jump mm-hmm. to like modern, quote unquote, modern time. The characters like that are together are back together and that's it. Right. Like you just have to, that's just how it is. Just accept it. Well, I'm actually looking forward to it too, which is really kind of odd considering how much you and I have hate watched that show. And this may not mean that the writing's going to be any better. Yeah. This may not mean that things this are might actually be going more to... fun. It might, we might actually like it. Oh, it's true. That's true. So, we'll we'll see what happens. But anyway, so yeah, one one episode away from the end of the war. I'm I'm skeptical as hell. Right. But who knows? We'll find out. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. As always, if you could. Wherever you're listening to us, whether it's on podcast.com or iTunes or any of the other places that we're up, if you could like us or rate us or give a comment, things like that, that's always very helpful for us. Uh, Most of these places don't give you a lot of information about who's Mm -hmm. listening or what they think. That's Direct feedback is always nice. Find us on Facebook. Uh, Zompocalypse Now has actually got a Facebook page. Uh, We don't have a Twitter account. Uh, I tweet about the show periodically. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But if you could, if you could follow us, like us, do all that fun stuff, that would be really, really helpful. Yes. Uh, as that is actually a way to help grow the audience and to get you more noticed on a lot of these platforms. So that would be good. So we will be back next week with more Zompocalypse now. And thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And thank you guys for listening. As always, we'll see you next week. Well, not as always. I guess as always, yes. 
Often? Yes, we do. Yes, most of the time. 90%. 95% of the time we'll see these. Apocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey. All rights reserved.